God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. Child, child, you know what time it is. It's party time, child. It's woman evolved time, child. The woman evolved delegation is convening right now in this great year of 2018. Yes, I am waiting. The saints are coming into the building. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Listen, can I ask you all a question? Do you ever ask yourself, devil, why are you so busy? Devil, you don't have nothing else to do. Have you ever asked yourself that when I tell you going live today has been a struggle of a lifetime, but God, sometimes you have to tell the devil, but God, my goodness today, I don't know what happened to the audio last week, but it has still been struggling. And so I was on the phone with my engineer slash brother. He owes me so much McDonald's that all he can do is sit here and engineer my podcast in exchange for the countless chicken nuggets that I have deposited into his spirit. Listen, honey, sometimes when you're doing something that you're passionate about, that allows you to connect with other people and perhaps be a positive light in this world, you must expect that things may be challenging. And that is what has happened to me on this here podcast. But guess what? She's still alive. She's still live. And not only is she still live, she is still being joined on Facebook Live. Did you see what I did there? She's live and being joined on Facebook Live. Wherever there's one live, there will be another live somewhere in the atmosphere. It's a word. Get it down in your spirit. Listen, I am live with my Facebook Live co-hosts and they are tuning in from all over the world. Alana Johnson is finally a part of the Live Woman Evolved delegation and she is not by herself. There is a man in the house. What's up? All right. He's from Atlanta. Listen, if you're going to be in the room, we need you to be sensitive to the Woman Evolved issues. Okay. We need you to be sensitive to what's happening in our life. All right. Come on, somebody. Let's see, Allison Hightower is tuning in from Augusta, Georgia, what it is. <laughs> Elena is tuning in from Taylor, Michigan. I got Chesapeake, Virginia. Just basically everyone from around the world is tuning in. Greenwood, Mississippi, we've got a little bit of everyone being represented in the Woman Evolved delegation, and that is a blessing because when we are joined from Facebook Live, we also get to hear the perspectives and experiences of people from all over. Over the world. And so we are grateful for our woman evolved delegates. They are in position and in formation. Before we jump into our rescue Eve and Hail Mary, I want to say this. Your girl has been struggling. Okay, for the last few weeks, we have been so busy and so consumed with so many things going on in our life that I have been feeling a little bit off center, but I am back in the groove. I am back in the swing of things, I went to Orange Theory on today. I went ahead and also had an opportunity to 
eat right and just get home and spend time with the kids. I love cooking. Cooking is a major part of my life. So being able to do that for my family has been amazing. I am just glad to be home. I think that there was probably a time where I thought ignorantly that I wanted to travel all over the world all of the time. And God has blessed me with that opportunity. And what I have learned as a result of it is that traveling can be beyond exhausting. And beyond that, my mom also had surgery. So whew, your girl has been just trying to get her edges together, trying to get her skincare regimen, trying to drink her water, trying to just be in a rhythm. What is going on in your world? How are you doing in your life? That's what I really want to know. If you are tuning in on Facebook Live, be sure to drop me a comment. If not, I think that you should take a minute if you are listening on your podcast app and just hit the One Evolve social media page and just let us know how you're doing. We just want to understand what's going on in the Woman Evolve delegation. Seems like Tiana Mosley understands that I she's feeling the same way, trying to get back on center, okay? Jasmine Saunders is debating on being a flight attendant. Girl, I want you to live your best life. But let me tell you something. There is a grace and an anointing on being a flight attendant. I want you to be called to that because I see people talking crazy to flight attendants. But you do get to travel all over. My little sister, Ashley, she's like my little sister. Ashley is a flight attendant and she'd be, she be all over. She'd be in Paris. She'd be in Switzerland. I just hope that they don't try her. What else is going on? Let's see. LaToya is back to work after knee surgery, trying to get it together. Prayers to LaToya. May God just accelerate your healing and give you grace to get back into the swing of things. I'm praying that all things work together for you. Let's see. Shakira says, I'm trying to get myself together to take a test to get into nursing school. Big ups to that. We'll definitely be in prayer. We got sick children. And can we just talk about the superpower of just trying to just have your life together? I feel a word coming. Trying to have your life together is a superpower. Trying to just be great, not even just like, I'm not, I don't even mean great like trying to win an Oscar. I mean, just be nice to people, just balance your checkbook, just make sure that you're not eating trash. It is, it is really, really a superpower. And so listen, you may not be doing everything the right way, but at least you are making an effort. I believe when we make an effort that God finds a way to fill in the gap. So shout out to all my people who are making an effort. I'm excited to be joining you all. I've got a few stories for us to cover, some that I think you all are going to enjoy. So if you're tuning in for the first time and you are not familiar with the format of the Woman Evolve podcast, I'm going to give you a rundown. We start off with just catching up with one another. Hey, child, how you doing? What is your life about? Are you eating the right thing? If not, what is the last thing that you ate that had all of the carbs, all of the calories, but also all of the joy? That is the real question. All right. Okay. After we do a rundown, we go right into Rescue Eve. What is Rescue Eve, you may ask? Rescue Eve is an opportunity for us to look at stories that are being covered in the news or culture and to try and offer a different perspective. Usually these people are being dragged or maligned in culture and we, as ever-evolving, compassionate, empathetic individuals, try to take a moment and just say, hey, I know it looks like they did the wrong thing, but what if they just were seeing things from a different perspective? We call that rescuing them. 
Why do we call it rescuing Eve? Because we recognize that Eve ate of a fruit in the Bible. Yes, she did. Not an apple, but a fruit. If your pastor says apple, he must have a different version because it was a fruit, but we're not getting into theology. She ate of that fruit. She should have known better, but she didn't do better. And so she has been penalized. But guess what? We rescued Eve, just like we're going to rescue these stories from this week's news articles. Are you ready? It's time to rescue the saints. All right, get your compassion heart on. Open your mind to perspectives. Be prepared to just allow your love to be a gift in the life of someone. Are you ready? All right, child, here we go. My first rescue is a gentleman by the name of Killer Mike. Listen, I don't know if he is actually a killer or if he's just talking about killing demons. I'm not familiar with his back history. As a matter of fact, Google is very helpful and perhaps can fill us in. I'm not necessarily talking about his stage name or his history right now. That ain't none of my business. Mind you, Business Ministries is also in the building. All right, that's none of my business. What I am talking about today is when he attempted to read Joy Ann Reed. For those of you unfamiliar, Joy Ann Reed is an anchor and she, listen, honey, she posted a picture on social media. Well, first of all, just to give you backstory, I guess Joy Ann Reed made some comments about, brother, can we not call him Killer Mike? I'm going to call him Kindness Mike. I'm not used to just speaking of killers. You know what I'm saying? The only killer I know is the man who kills sin on the cross. That's the only killer I'm familiar with. All right. So I'm going to call him Kindness Mike. All right. So Kindness Mike tried to read Joy Ann Reed on a picture she posted. She said something about H&M. All right. When she said H&M, Kind Mike thought that this would be his opportunity to kind of read Joy Ann Reed. Oh, you see what I did there? That wasn't even that wasn't even on purpose. Anywho. He tried to read her because he's got a little resentment in his heart that he's working through because Joy Ann Reed called him out on supporting the NRA. So he he saw that Joy Ann Reed posted something on Instagram about H&M and he was like, you called me out about the NRA, yet you repping H&M. He was ready. OK, he had his facts together. The only issue is that she was not talking about H&M, the store. She was talking about hair and makeup and honey, she dragged him for filth. All right. Listen, she she educated. There's nothing. Can I just for a minute pause? There is nothing like an educated read. It will change your life. If someone has to look up on the dictionary what it is you told them when you go off, I think that you should be a Hail Mary. That's for another time. But what I want to say is this Joy Ann Reed had nothing but facts and it was easy for a moment for us to say, you know what, you know, like, you know, this is what you get for speaking and you don't even know what's going on. But can I say this about kindness, Mike? I would like to rescue him. No, he shouldn't have come for Sister Joy Ann Reed without knowing the facts. It's true. I understand what you're saying. All right. I heard that. But this is what I'm saying is this. All right. Hear me out. He was ready. He didn't have his facts together and he ended up apologizing, which is beautiful. But we were reading him for even jumping into the conversation. And I just want to rescue him based off of the fact that I know what it's like to have someone say something about you. Go with me here, delegation. Someone says something to you 
And you say to yourself, when I get a chance, my God today, when I get a chance, I am going to let them know. I wish they would say one thing around me wrong. I am going to fix them up. They are going to be gathered like no one has been gathered before. And I just want to know if we can empathize with him. He was wrong. He had his facts wrong. He he tried, though. He tried. And he ultimately apologized because what he could have done, you know how some people get petty and they say things like, you know, um, uh, you know, like whatever I said, what I said, it is what it is. We got beef. He came back and apologized. And it sounds like they're going to end up on the show. Can we rescue kindness, Mike? Huh? Let's see. Okay, Natalie says she's feeling empathetic today and we can rescue him. Natalie, I want to thank you. Natalie, I know your name. I know you've joined us on this co-host as a co-host many of times. And Natalie, I know that sometimes you don't be in the mood. So I want to thank you for being in the mood today. Manda says, let's save him and send him a helicopter, please. You may be wondering how, what is this helicopter business? Because sometimes there are levels to rescuing. Sometimes we give someone a life jacket. Sometimes we send a lifeboat. Sometimes we send a helicopter. We say, listen, immediately we can. Jamie's always smiling. Hey, child. She says he came strong and wrong. (laughs) That's a word. He can be rescued since he apologized and he didn't try to ignore the read. That's that's what I'm saying, Jamie, because it would have been so easy to try and ignore. It would have been so easy to act like um, I'm just going to stick to my guns. But he 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 was wrong. Do y'all struggle with admitting when you're wrong? I do. I do. I struggle. I don't like admitting. Martina says he can just get a life jacket. Why is this? Why why are we only giving out life jackets today? Um, Brittany Thomas says worse than a life jacket, arm floaties. Is he going to have to blow them up himself or can we give him the, the floaties already blown up? Can we consider that? Listen, there is nothing more humbling than thinking you're reading someone and finding out that you are reading nothing but yourself. Um, so it may be just as a caveat, we should make Joy Ann read the Hail Mary because she ain't even have to go all the way in on him without him going, getting his, you know, getting his act together. Okay. Africa. He said, I'm, I don't know if your name is actually Africa, but I just, that's what it says on Facebook. Africa says, yes, he can get a hoverboard on now. Praise the Lord. All right. Chanel says, but he did apologize. So he sort of rescued himself. That's true. But see now, so he did rescue himself. And we're just trying to get the rest of the delegation to get on board with the rescuing. That's what we're trying to do. It sounds like we are going to send Kindness Mike, officially his new name, in the Woman Evolved delegation. We're going to send Kindness Mike a helicopter. So that's going to be, that's going to be great. So he's not really a rescue Eve. He's a rescue Adam. You know what I'm saying? Because every now and then we have men in the mix and we have to change the name up. So yes, rescue Adam. We have rescued kindness, Mike, because I'm unable to call him again. Killer. I don't, mm-mm, I, don't mm-mm, I don't know no killers. All right. So we rescued kindness, Mike. My next rescue. The Woman Evolved delegation slid into my DMs in mass proportion on Instagram to cover this story. And I knew without a doubt the moment I saw it that we would have to cover it as well. The question is, who am I speaking of? Are you ready? Mm. The question is, are you ready? For our next rescue, this too is a man. This is a rescue, Adam. Our next rescue, Adam, is a Louisiana roofer who was arrested after taking a whole roof back 
due to non-payment. I just pause so that you could allow that to sink in. He is a roofer. He is a roofer who did his job. There is a roof over the head. And some kind of way, some kind of way, the payment didn't come through. I don't know. Mind your business ministries doesn't know why the payment didn't come through. I ain't even digging that. It was none of my business. But what the Louisiana roofer knew is that he had not been paid. And so he did the unthinkable. He did what most people would think was unthinkable. And he went and got that roof off of the house. Marie is confused. She says, did he go back and remove it? Yes, child. He removed the roof. Okay. Listen, and got arrested for it. And this is where I am confused by the legal system. I am confused by the criminal justices that are taking place in this day and age. Here is the question. He took the roof off of the house, off of the house that he offered to do the services for in exchange for a payment. He did not receive the payment. See, and as a small business owner, listen, I'm, listen, all right, here's the thing. You know, sometimes people may try you. People may think that you're not going to be able to do nothing about it. Like it, just to give it some context for my sister's as if it needs any context. It would be like you getting your hair done and not paying your stylist and her taking a bucket of water and just right on your head, you know? Can we at least acknowledge the beauty and courage that it must have taken for him to decide that you? I'm going to roll up this very roof that I put on the podcast? Is Can we at least acknowledge that? Can we rescue him? That's what I wanna know. I wanna rescue the Louisiana roofer. Okay, let's see what my Facebook Live audience is talking about. Sade says he was like, y'all not about to enjoy this roof. I bet you don't. I bet you don't. I bet you check the weather. What you're going to have to do is check the weather until I get these coins. Because I, you know what? Actually, I did read the story. Okay, he put the roof on the house in June. When she got the insurance money, she was supposed to pay him. He waited until December and she had not paid him. Then she tried to set up a payment plan and he said, I'm not sending him no payment plan. I want my coins the way I asked for my coins, the way you said I would receive my coins. And then um, when he didn't get them coins, he went and got that roof. The roof, the roof, the roof is going bye-bye. No, can we rescue him? I think it, child... Latrice said, rescue him. It's going to rain on their heads. Listen, honey, it, and I think it actually did rain. And she is also suing for the damages that took place in her house because there was no roof. Can we, can we, I want to rescue him. Can we just consider it one evolved delegation? Samuel Taylor, welcome to the Woman Evolved Delegation, says it was his roof till he was paid. It seemed like a fact to me. Where is the lie? Let me tell you why I had to look this up, because I needed to understand why he was arrested. What laws did he break for going back to get that roof that she didn't pay for? Tell me. Some of y'all are very educated and graduated from college and like y'all got associate's degrees and law degrees. Can someone slide into my DMs and help me understand why this man was arrested for taking the roof back off the head? It's how, 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 how was he, what was going to happen? I don't know. 
Okay, so Stephanie Hall says it's a legal way how to do everything. It is. There is a legal way. So he, okay, so, all right. Maybe he should have filed a lawsuit for the balance. But is it illegal to take the roof off the head? To take the roof off the house, please? Okay, Terry says that we can rescue him at minimum, applaud him for standing up for himself and his business. Yes, because he, now what if he all around town as the man who will put a roof on your house and you don't have to pay him? Now, he can't afford to have that type of advertisement. So he, listen, I bet you, I bet you lessons have been learned. But here's a lesson that we can all take away from this, you know, as small business owners and just people in general. There are some lessons you don't know until you end up in situations like this. It's a word. Put your fingers up, saints. I'm catching a word. There are some lessons that you just will not know until you are in the situation. And here is the thing. Here is the lesson that he learned that next time he should require a deposit. A deposit may not be payment in full, but it is enough skin in the game for you to recognize that, listen, I'm serious about my money. And now he is arrested. And once again, I don't understand the law behind that. But let this be a lesson to all of us as we decide to rescue him, that the best thing for us to do is to understand that there are some lessons you just will not know. And now moving forward, since we are rescuing him, I just I'm praying that he will ask for deposits. His name is Andrew Jackson Higdon III, okay, 66. They, listen, they put his whole address in this here news article. I am unable to can and to release his address. But what I will say is, can we just, can we rescue him? Jessica Cross says, rescue him. Sister girl needs a flotation device because she was wrong for not. Yet should we, I don't know if we can rescue her. Rescue, 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 says Rashonda Cotton. I, I have to rescue him. Irene says rescue him. Uh, Armelia says it is illegal to not pay. It's called theft of service. Yes, so why did he end up in jail? Somebody who watches Judge Judy, can y'all help me understand? All right, we're rescuing him. We're off to a good start, okay? Because so far, we are willing to rescue the saints and that doesn't always happen. The last person for our rest, that was another rescue Adam. We got two rescue Adams on today. That's historical. We are growing. The last person that I would like to submit for your consideration for rescuing is Sister Cardi B. Um, I just want to rescue her because people were speaking negatively about her announcing her pregnancy. Like, girl, we already knew that. And like, you know, it's all who cares you know or and here's the thing and she released something that says see this is why i didn't want to say anything because you know people always have something negative to say and i just feel like people who are saying things like girl we already knew boo next story should just remember that like it was never our business in the first place and so if she wanted to announce it to us and she is six months pregnant when she decides to invite her in that is her business how are we going to be upset about how someone tells us that it is a word how are we going to be upset about how somebody tells us their business even if you already knew the business even if everybody in town was talking about the business until somebody says it to you it ain't your business what oh lord i got a little ghetto bring it back bring it back sir bring it back 
Anyhow, as I was discussing before that to get on this rise up in my soul, what I was saying is this. Until someone invites you into what is the private matters of their lives, there is no reason for us to feel obligated to comment on things unnecessarily. As the founding member of Mind Your Business Ministries, I just want to encourage all of us to be invited into people's business at their discretion, at their discretion. Not at your discretion, not at rumors' discretions, not at opinions' discretion, but when that person comes to you and they feel like they are at a place to share it, all right, I would like to rescue her, okay? Shamika Owen says, and she did feel a type of relief after the show. She did. She said, I'm finally free. Now, someone can say, girl, we've been knowing, but that once again, we've been speculating. We didn't know. All right. So I would just like to rescue her. And I, you know what? Honestly, we need to like pray for her and her mind. She has a lot of exposure. She's experiencing a lot of success and she's bringing a life into the world under a lot of scrutiny. And I just think that we need to be in prayer for Sister Cardi B. All right. Can you all join me in the delegation about just praying for her, that her mind would be kept, that her nerves would be kept, and that the negativity would just be pushed away from her, okay? She needs to make some shifts and adjustments. That's a plug from my husband's message on Sunday to protect her from, from, just, from just everything that is surrounding her that could be negative or harmful or fearful and that she would come to, but let's pray. Cardi B, we're lifting you up somewhere, wherever you are. Just know that there are a group of people who want you to be happy, healthy, and whole. God, cover her. Send angels to protect her. Let her mind be in perfect peace. May she come to know you and the fullness of walking with you in such a way that her platform is used to spread positivity and, and love and awareness. And may that influence begin with the child that is in her womb and then spread throughout all the world. Amen. Okay. We rescued her answer to prayer. The helicopter is coming for all three of our rescues. That's how we know God is with us on today. The helicopter is coming to get kindness, Mike. The helicopter is coming for the Louisiana roofer who, for reasons I cannot understand, was arrested after taking a whole roof back due to non-payment. And also for Sister Cardi B, because she is just under a heavy, heavy spotlight right now. And we are just asking that God would give her strength and wisdom. Okay, a helicopter and a baby seat is what Natalie said. Amen. Okay. All right. So we have rescued that. Now we're moving on to Hail Mary. For those of you who are listening for the first time and you may not fully understand what Hail Mary is, Hail Mary is when we just celebrate someone who's doing something amazing in the news. What is the distinction between Eve and Mary, one may ask. Eve and Mary, or what is the correlation between Eve and Mary? The correlation is that these two women were the closest to know God ever. One of them carried God in the flesh and the other one met with him in the garden. And so I firmly believe that every Eve moment in our life where we knew better but didn't do better is also connected to a Mary moment. And so Mary is just where we acknowledge what people are doing well in news and in culture. And I have a few of them. I don't know if I'll be able to get through all of them. So let's just take a minute and see what thus saith the Lord. 
My first Hail Mary is a gentleman. So it is Hail Joseph. And this Hail Joseph is for Michael Lloyd. Michael Lloyd created a vegan alternative to everyday condiments. He was a biomedical science student who was laid off and that him being laid off pushed him into fully making the vegan alternative condiments into an everyday product available to us in our households through Whole Foods markets. I want to give him a big ups because Michael Lloyd, obviously, he started off in biomedical sciences. Who would have known that his passion was actually going to be found in how he used the everyday condiments that his grandfather had when he was growing up as a child and made a vegan healthy alternative stick with me child i'm about to bless you because what it taught me is this is that michael lloyd was going to school for one thing but what would actually be his key to success is something that existed down on the inside of him that he didn't even realize was there until life forced him into a situation where he was able to birth what has always been in him. Did you hear what I said there? I said that his purpose had been with him the whole time. He just needed an opportunity for it to unfold. Huh? Did anyone, did anyone catch that word? All right, it looks like the saints have caught it. Vintage, she said, come on, somebody. Cecilia says, that's definitely a word. And Jasmine says, that's the word I needed. I am grateful. As I was reading that, I thought to myself, he probably thought for, you know, maybe he loved biomedical sciences. Maybe he thought it would be lucrative. I'm not sure why that was his study, but it wasn't actually the thing that would lead him to success. The thing that led him to success was in the memories of watching his grandfather and his family members create these different condiments and, and ingredients. And he used what was in him to, to produce something that came out of him that ultimately paved a way for him to experience great success. That's it. All right. That's the whole word right there. And we're going to hail Joseph him because he has inspired us. You know, it's hello, my life child. I didn't think I was going to be nobody's pastor. I didn't think I would be nobody's preacher. But God had a plan. And in that plan, I realized that the thing I, I went to school, it started off accounting and then it ended up journalism. And then I was just trying to make sure that I listen, honey, I worked for the Air Force. I was a receptionist. I didn't know what I was doing, but trying to make sure that these ends met. And it turns out that the thing that actually gave me the most fulfillment and allowed for me to take care of my children as a single mother and then add to my household as a wife is the thing that had been in me all along. It's a word for somebody listening. I don't know what you're stressed about. I don't know what you're worried about, but I promise you what you're looking for is never outside of you and always inside of you. Stop asking that something would come to you and instead ask God to show you what's in you. What's in you, child? All right. That's it. Michael Lord, we thank you for the vegan condiments and for the word. All right. All right, child. Hail Joseph for Michael Lloyd. My next Hail Mary slash Joseph is for Michael Brown. 
which he was accepted into 20 colleges at the age of 17 years old. I won't even get into how awesome that is. And he got like buku money and scholarships. So we definitely want to give him a big ups. I know his parents are extremely proud. And so that's just going to be maybe an honorable mention for Michael Brown. But what I will say that I enjoyed about this story is the moment I saw the words Michael Brown, I thought about Mike Brown, who was shot by an officer unjustly. And I just thought about how if you live long enough that you will see things shift in in such a way that you see another young black man who was accepted into 20 different colleges. Life has a way of, I won't say balancing out because nothing could ever replace that life, but, but there are certainly ways that God can take what branded you and give it a way of just experiencing a greater level of achievement and success. And so now when we hear the name Mike Brown, we'll certainly remember the young man who was gunned down, but also the person who was accepted into 20 colleges. And sometimes that is just the ebbs and flows of life. I'm preaching on today. I need to bring it in. Okay. My next few Hail Marys are Janet Jackson, who was covering her girl Eve at a party where Eve got drugged and nobody was really repping for Eve. Nobody was, <laughs> I'm going to stop being ghetto and I'm going to stop preaching on this podcast from here on out, I think. We'll see. But Eve got drugged at a party. She was surrounded by friends and she tried to tell them that she was drugged, but she knew she wasn't. Um, she knew she wasn't drunk and they kept telling her she was drunk. And the only person who was looking out for her at that time was Janet Jackson. And I just want to thank the Lord. Here goes a, a lightweight preach, just a lightweight, just a pinch of a preach for just sisters looking out for one another and trusting someone's story. All right. So I'm going to give them a big ups. Latavia Robertson, I'm giving her a Hail Mary. Latavia Robertson was one of the founding members of Destiny's Child, and she recently posted something celebrating all of the success of the members, Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle Williams, and Latoya. And she just took a minute to express that she's not bitter. And I just think that that was awesome because she could be, she could be bitter. But instead, she recognizes that she can't compare her life to the success of other people's. And so I thought that that was big for her to address it and to celebrate someone who I guess could be her adversary. You know what will gather your edges like nothing else? It will gather up your jealousy. It will gather up your bitterness like nothing else. And that is celebrating another woman or celebrating the very thing that you're jealous of when you start feeling a little jealousy down in your spirit. Like that picture anyway. Tell a girl you look good anyway. You got to fight back. Is this a preach again? All right, just here. Just here we are. Just roll with me from this point forward. Sometimes the only thing you can do to fight that jealousy back is to clap and applause. Sometimes you have to applause the jealousy out of your mind. You have to let the applause grow so loud in your mind that it drowns out the jealousy. Congratulate somebody else. I know it's not easy. I know you wish maybe your life would have turned out differently or turned out similar to theirs. But guess what, baby? Your life is not over. And because your life is not over, you still have an opportunity to celebrate. So my husband said something and I'm probably finna jack it up, but he said something that you cannot receive in your own life, which you are not willing to celebrate in someone else's. That's the whole word. The whole word. 
All right. Char Howell said, that's good preaching. All right. Kira Ferguson said, applause the jealousy out of your mind. Cecilia said, child, you can't help it. You're anointed. Child, I don't, I, I try to not be doing all of this preaching and stuff. We're supposed to be having just a little bit of girl time, petty time with the men sprinkled in the room. And for some reason, the, oof, y'all must have needed this the way I needed it. All right, child, who, what else y'all got for me in the Facebook Live co-hosts? Tior says it's like trying to be mad and pray for somebody at the same time. You can't do it. And they ain't listen, honey. I don't know if you read my book, Lost and Found, but your girl been through some things. And one of the things that saved me like no other is I was in a very toxic relationship and I was trying to make the situation work. And there was somebody who was saying she was pregnant by the person I was in a relationship with. And I was trying to be one of them ride or die, one of them you can't have my man type chicks. And that's a story for a whole nother thing. But and you know what I did? I started buying baby clothes. Now, listen, it didn't fix neither one of them. It didn't fix my broken heart. But what it did do was not allow for that situation to have the power over me any longer. And I really do think as a part of me coming into that place of peace and that place of blessing over the life of the person who had hurt me where I was praying and just believing that it gave me the freedom to walk away. Because as long as I needed to prove something and to be vindictive, I couldn't leave. But the moment I realized that I could not allow that situation to change who I was, it gave me the peace to change the situation. You can't see me if you're listening on the podcast, but I've got a mighty head nod for the Lord because something just happened. All right. And my last Hail Mary for this week's episode are the Kardashians who donated 15 MacBooks to the Watts Empowerment Center. I just thought that was beautiful. That's all. I just thought that was beautiful because... I think that those communities, I know that a lot of inner city communities are underserved in a mighty way. And for them to be exposed to technology and opportunities to learn and to actually compete at a higher level when it comes to, you know, whether it's entertainment, technology, coding, whatever, that they granted them that opportunity was awesome. Um, Natalie says, nope, still don't like them. All right, Chad, it's not about, can we just hail Mary the Watts Empowerment Center then for receiving the 15 math books? Can we do that? I'm sorry, child. All right. Let's see. Carol River says, I was just dealing with this because I was unctioned to give something to someone. I just need to get my mind clear on it. God help me to gather my edges. Praise the Lord. She's talking about that Latavia situation. It seems like the saints are all, not all, but a lot of us are, are at least agreeing with the Hail Marys. Shakita said, much respect to the Kardashians. That's that's all right, okay? So we drag, listen, Lord knows they get dragged enough. Can we at least celebrate when they do things well? Can we, please, child, please, all right? Okay, those were my Rescue Eves and my Hail Marys for this week. I guess rescue Adams and Hail Joseph's because we made somebody. I saw somebody on Facebook Live said it's Men's Day. It is Men's Day on the Woman Evolved podcast because we are equal opportunists. Yes, we believe in the power of the woman, but we also celebrate the strength of a man. And so, yes, amen. It's Men's Day here at the Woman Evolved delegation. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, the next segment of the show is when we take a minute and just acknowledge. Some questions that have slid into my DMs. 
And I'm excited about this because I thought that they were unique and different. A lot of you all be um, asking me, you know, similar questions about booze and things. And uh, I just want to encourage you to leave them alone. Um, if you need to send in a question asking me about him and the way he acts and how he has cheated on you a thousand times. And let me tell you, I'm not saying this from a place of judgment because you just heard my testimony. But what I want to do is I just want to encourage all of you all to just leave him alone. If you got to write about him in a way that makes all of us say, girl, leave him alone, just leave him alone. All right. Okay. So I don't have no leave him alone questions. I'm not saying I'm not going to cover any more leave them alone questions, but what I'm going to say on this here day, on men's day, we're not going to have any leave them alone questions. This question came to me and says, hi, Miss Roberts. I want to become a motivational speaker and share my story with the world in hopes of inspiring others. Can you please teach me what you know? This is a question I get a lot. People like to ask me about speaking or writing books. And my suggestion is pretty simple. When I first started writing, before I had spoken anywhere, when I first started writing, I was writing purely for therapeutic, what I needed to hear moments. I wasn't writing in hopes that I would get a book deal. I wasn't writing in hopes that I would speak at Joyce Myers. I wasn't writing in hopes that my books would be in Barnes and Nobles. I just wrote because I needed to write because I had all of these emotions and feelings down on the inside of me and I just needed a way to get them out. And as I connected with other people, I realized that they needed to, to hear many of the words that I was expressing. So my suggestion to you is to not make your mission about sharing your story with the world. Make it about sharing it with yourself. Make it about sharing it with your cousin, with your brothers, with your coworkers, with your sphere of influence so that you are not judging your success based on whether or not you become a world speaker, but instead you judge it on whether or not you were effective in helping your coworkers see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that in our society and in our culture, we can focus so much on what we think success looks like that we don't recognize that success begins on the inside. And how you determine success is not about how many people say that you did well, but rather whether or not you lay your head down and say, I did what God told me to do today. So that's what I would like to tell you. You know, that if you want me to teach you what I know, what I know for sure is that I wake up every day and I am fortunate enough to live a life that I did not think that I was worthy of or that I deserved, but because I was willing to share my story with whoever was listening, not the quantity of people who were listening, that God has blessed me to touch more lives than I ever thought possible. Angel says, and if you are successful, bringing the glory to God. Yes, honey, that is the big thing. Did I do something today that gave God the glory? Did I do something today that shows someone God and they may not have seen it? You would be surprised how a smile at the grocery store telling somebody, hey, I see that you're working hard and you're doing an incredible job. Just anything that shows someone light in this terribly cold and, and dark world is just amazing. So that was my first question, my first advice question. The second advice question that I got as I search on my cellular device 
is from a woman who says that, hold on child, I got to read it to you the way she sent it to me. And I had put it in my favorites, but the devil is busy. All right, I found it. Here we go. I told y'all the devil be busy. Okay, so here it is. She says, hi, Sarah. First, I'm obsessed with Woman Evolve. Hey, child. Now to my point. <laughs> I know you're bombarded, so I'll be quick. You offer great advice for singles, but can you also share some of your marriage wisdom in the podcast? What are your tips for wives? What wisdom have you gained? How do slash did you get through tough seasons in your marriage? How do you maintain, restore the spark? And she ends with saying, I appreciate any and all wisdom in your special way, practical, sophisticated, ratchet, and transparent. Thank you for embracing me and my truest identity of sophisticated ratchetness. I appreciate that. So here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to break these questions down and any wives who are on as my co-host, I would encourage you to throw in your own tips because people, we need to learn from one another. Okay. So here it is. All right. She says the first tip, the first question she has is what are your tips for wives? Um, my tips for wives is to understand fully the gift that you are to your household and the gift that your household is to you. I think that we can become so consumed with this idea of what a wife is supposed to look like, whether that's from watching old television shows or just our parents or religion or whatever, of this idea of what a wife needs to look like. And I think that you have to take the time to understand fully what is the gift of my being in this family, in this marriage, and what does this marriage do for me and how do I live my life based on what I acknowledge to be true. So, um, you know, like for me, like as a wife, my husband doesn't really care whether I cook dinner every single night. Most of the time he's like, baby, we can order food. We can go out to eat. But for me, it's like a big deal. I just feel like I'm supposed to cook dinner every single night. And my husband has reminded me that like, my role in this marriage is not about whether or not I cook dinner. It's about who I am emotionally. It's about who I am when I'm rested and when I don't feel as stressed. And so one of my tips is just to define what it means to be a wife in the context of your marriage, not in the context of culture and not in the context of what you've seen. You know, they may not care about whether or not the laundry is done every other day. You may care and you have to ask yourself, why do I care? Is it because this is what I think I'm supposed to do or is it really actually what works in my marriage? So let's see. I also want to make sure that I'm, I'm catching some of my Facebook Live audience because they have some great tips and tools for you to glean from as well. Um, Jay Shala, I hope I said your name right, child. I love you. All right. But she has a word. She said, he is the head and I am the heart. You write about that. There are so many roles. And I know like, okay, like I don't even want to get into like the patriarchal ideas of, of marriage and and this submission would be a whole nother podcast within itself. But I think understanding that you both have equal roles in the marriage, like I am not subservient to him, but I am a, a supplement. I am a complement to who he is. And I have to take that role seriously. That was one of my tips. She says, what wisdom have you gained? Um, 
Okay, so this is like a real transparent moment for me. But I think like the greatest wisdom that I have learned in my marriage is really accepting the stability of our relationship. I don't know if it's because I had so many toxic relationships before or because, you know, you just see so many stories in the news about you know, things not working well in marriage. I've been through a divorce. I think that one of the things, one of the the wisdom that I've had to gain is that a disagreement is not an indictment on the stability of our marriage. Because God has brought us together, because we trust one another, because we love one another, we have an opportunity to make our marriage even more strong and stronger and powerful than it was the day before. And that comes sometimes through disagreements. And I think when we first got married, you know, I thought that every disagreement ended up meaning that, oh my gosh, is this it? Is this over? Is he going to give up on me? Is he going to stop loving me? Does he see me differently? And I have learned to trust what he says, to trust who I am and to trust what we have. That's like that wisdom has helped me so much because now when we have an issue, I don't see the issue as a a strike. I don't see the issue as this um, as this you know, step to things falling apart. I see it as an opportunity for us to grow and become better. Every obstacle, every argument, no matter how heated or not heated it is, I see it as an opportunity for us to explore one another's emotions and issues and past and fears and and faith in one another. And through that exploration, we have grown closer And there has not been one disagreement that we've ever had where we looked back and said, I wish that wouldn't have happened. We say, you know, I know where your boundaries are now. I know how to speak with you better now. I know how to love you better as a result of it. And so I would just say as a wife to not let your fear of abandonment or experiences with rejection keep you from falling even more in love with your spouse. It's crazy because marriage is supposed to bring so much more like stability, but like I think because there's so much fear around a marriage not working that it can actually make you feel like unstable, unstable, but that's only if you allow it. When you trust, when you really, really lean in and trust that God has brought you together with someone, then you have to recognize that he doesn't make mistakes and he wouldn't bring you into that relationship for it to fall apart. But there is growth necessary and trust that must be earned and learned. And and so, yes, trust that. Trust that thing. And this question, and I'm really interested in hearing how my Facebook Live audience responds to this. How do you maintain slash restore the spark? So, okay. So one of the things that we have done to maintain slash restore the spark, and I'm going to say this, and we're all still going to be a part of Mind Your Business Ministry, so I ain't going to give up no details is what your girl is saying. But what I will say is this, is that we have learned when we, one, we were long distance. And so everything was like so excitement and excitement has a pace, right? Excitement is fast. It's got this rhythm. Everything's so exciting. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But you know what I think has helped us in this season? season is to recognize the spark that exists in in slowness. I'm going to say it until I get it out. I think that taking a minute to really enjoy one another 
taking a moment to really gaze into one another's eyes. There's nothing more powerful, okay, as a wife to look into your husband's eyes and just remember when you were praying for him. Mm. You could be in the middle of unloading the groceries and and talking about the bills and and budgeting and and you can sometimes be consumed with all of your worries and and legitimate worries and legitimate concerns. And, And you can feel like, man, this is my partner, but what happened to my boyfriend? But I dare you to take a minute, breathe in, breathe out and look at him. And remember when you prayed for him. And remembered when you didn't think that love like that exists. And remember that first date. And (laughs) remember when he made reservations at that restaurant that just happened to be your favorite restaurant and he had no idea. Remember when you shut the restaurant down talking. Remember when you stayed up and binge watched on Netflix. Remember when you cooked that dinner together. Remember, remember, remember constantly in the hustle and bustle of life that this is an answer to a prayer that you get to do life with each and every single day. So um, I know that that's like truncated advice. I think that if I would have really taken time to think it out, I probably could have given you um, maybe something more eloquent or, or stronger. But I think that the number one advice that I would give to wives who really, really want to make their marriage work and really want to maintain that those butterflies is to take a minute and give the butterflies time to fly to you. You know, like butterflies can land on you, but you have to be really still. Butterflies don't land on people who are constantly moving. Butterflies don't land on people who are who are in worry. But butterflies land in the stillness of life. And so take a minute and be still and remember when. So that's it. I love my husband, child. I got it back. I, can I tell y'all, listen, honey, I used to be married and in my former marriage, when I would hear people say that they were married for 60 years, I would think to myself, why would you do that? Okay. You could have several marriages within 60 years. And, and, and why would you do that? And now that I have received marriage the way that God created it to be and through the arms and heart of a man that just just mesmerizes me. I just don't think the 60 years is long enough. I just think that forever and ever should be a possibility. And um, I know that this isn't necessarily everyone's experience. And, you know, there are marriages that aren't always toxic, that are toxic, and there are marriages that can be abusive. And I certainly, maybe at another podcast, we can talk about ways to navigate that. But I just perceive that this message is from a woman who who got married to someone who she loves, respects and admires, and is just wondering, how do I constantly stay in this place? And I just want another thing, and then I'm gonna move on, child, is like, don't fall into the trap of believing that eventually we're gonna fall into this lull and, you know, we're not gonna be doing it 
Okay, I don't know how saved y'all are. Okay, um, we're not gonna be doing it for like six months straight. We're gonna hate each other. I'm gonna hate the way he breathes and stuff. Girl, lose that out of your mind. You're going to create your own definition of love and marriage. It doesn't have to be like your parents. It doesn't have to be like what you see on television. You can keep the butterflies. Insist on keeping the butterflies and the butterflies will stay. You know how the butterflies are gonna stay? Because we're gonna create an environment for the butterflies to flourish, okay? All right. Uh, let's see what Facebook Live is saying about this. Lynn says, sis, she make me hopeful that there is life after divorce. And listen, that it is. I, I know what it's like to not believe that, but I'm grateful to also have a testimony that makes that true. Uh, Fee Frazier says, that's how I want my next marriage to be butterflies. Child, the butterflies begin before the marriage and they are maintained throughout it. So any joker that ain't giving you butterflies is giving you bats. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Lisa says, this is the strongest advice. This is the strongest advice. Slow down. Yes, I know you got dreams. I know you want to get the house. I know you want the car. I know the kids need to get into school. I know you got to figure out when the bills are going to be due. I know that when you're doing life with someone, that life can just come at you so fast. But slow down, take a minute and just enjoy that you have someone who you like to do life with. And uh, Heidi says it just because thank you to him for being him. That always goes a long time, a long way. Whenever you have an opportunity, you just be like, thank you. You know, thank you for doing your part. Like, I know that we discuss you take out the trash and I cook dinner. And I know that those are your responsibilities. But I want to thank you for keeping up with your responsibilities because some of the saints don't do that. All right. Thank him for showing up. Thank him for for coming home and, and do, you know, doing something, child. Thank you. Listen, child. Thank you. I told my husband, I you know what? No matter what I cook, you always eat it. And I know sometimes it don't always be that good. Okay. And um, and he, he tells me it is anyway. But listen, thank you for just being open to me, trying out all of these different things and being my, my tester. Okay. All right, child. We have had us a time on today. And that time... It's coming to an end. But you know, I would not be me if I didn't take a minute and just give you a little snack. All right. And so my snack for you all before we close out today's show is for you to find your center. And to recognize that center is always changing. And just because you knew where your center was three months ago, doesn't mean that you have the same center for today. And so what is center? Center is the place where you feel like you live in gratitude, where you feel peace, where you feel joy, where you feel like you're focused on what is ahead of you and not consumed with remembering the things that didn't work out behind you. It is the place where you feel most connected to God. That's what center is. Center is the place where you feel most connected to God. And I think much like I mentioned with the marriage advice is that sometimes we can get so consumed with pursuing our goals and pursuing the destiny and purpose on our life that we get off center. We don't even realize that we're off center. And I was sharing with my husband, you know, my mom had surgery. We spent a week in Dallas. Thankfully, she's doing much better now. And then the kids had spring break. And then we had some crazy, crazy travel. We had a pastor pass away at our church in Denver. And, you know, I don't like Orange Theory, but going to Orange Theory is a part of my rhythm. 
and eating and cooking is a part of my rhythm and, and taking care of the kids and school runs is a part of my rhythm. And I had not consistently done that for maybe three weeks. And so I was feeling off center. And there's a beauty in being off center. Listen, hear me clearly. When you are off center, you learn the depths and width of who you are. You learn that you can handle certain things that you would not have known you could handle unless you got off center. But now that you understand the depths and the width of who you are, that I can go from plane to plane to plane and not have an attitude with people, that I can speak four days in a row and God can still show up strong that I can take care of my mother the way that she took care of me. Once you figure out what that is, don't forget that you also have to create a new center in the middle of all of those new experiences and that new knowledge. So what makes you happy now? What gives you peace now? What makes you feel most connected with God now? Don't forget that in the midst of life flourishing and developing and unfolding for you, that you have a responsibility to remain true to your core. And that can only happen when you recognize what feeds you so that you can help feed those around you. So I don't know who you are or what you're going through. I don't know what you've been up against for the last few weeks, but I do want you to be reminded that you're doing it. <laughs> you're going after it. You're seeing results, you're putting seed in the ground, and you are going to reap the harvest from this labor. But don't forget that if you are not here to see the seed sprouted, that you still have to be here. And so I want you to take a minute and in the midst of going, make sure that you're okay. Make sure that you can still laugh, one of those good laughs that reaches your eyes and makes your tummy hurt. Make sure that you can still smile. Make sure that you still rest. Make sure that you still pray. Make sure that you still worship. Make sure that in the midst of making sure that you are sure. That's all, child. That's my snack for today. And before we close out, I just want to take a minute and pray. God, I thank you for every listener tuned in to the Woman Evolved podcast. Thank you for this opportunity to connect with people all over the world, to share our experiences, to laugh, to, to learn, to grow, and to evolve. Only you know who you have created us to be. You know every gift, every dream, every relationship, every healing that exists down on the inside of us. And only you know how it will unfold. So God, I ask that you give us peace in the middle of the process that we would come to understand that all things, every single little thing is going to work together for our good and ultimately your purposes on the earth. We just want to be used by you. So God, I'm asking that if someone is listening today and they are in need of the healing, that you would give it to them, that you would touch broken hearts, that you would allow for forgiveness to take place and for bitterness to flee so that all that remains are the ingredients that you need to create that God vision that you have for our life. Thank you for Woman Evolve and all that it represents in the earth. Bless it and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all. I'll see you next week. The Woman Evolve Party goes live in Denver, Colorado, July 13th through 14th. You do not want to miss this opportunity to connect grow, be inspired, but most importantly, evolve. 
Visit womanevolve.com and learn more about how you can join us live.